Welcome and good morning to each one of you, my dear friends and brethren in the Lord. Uh, welcome to our God's Word for Today devotional. And let me read to you our text for today in Acts chapter 27, verses 1 to 12. And when it was decided that we should sail for Italy, they delivered Paul and some other prisoners to a centurion of the Augustan cohort named Julius. And embarking in a ship of Adrimatium, which was about to sail to the ports along the coast of Asia, we put to sea, accompanied by Aristarchus, a Macedonian from Thessalonica. The next day we put in at Sidon, and Julius treated Paul kindly and gave him leave to go to his friends and be cared for. And putting out to sea from there, we sailed under the lee of Cyprus, because the winds were against us. And when he had sailed against the open sea along the coast of Cilicia and Pamphylia, we came to Myra in Lycia. There the centurion found a ship of Alexandria sailing for Italy and put us on board. We sailed slowly for a number of days and arrived with difficulty of Snidos. And as the wind did not allow us to go farther, we sailed under the lee of Crete of Salmon. Costing along it with difficulty, we came to a place called Fair Havens, near which was the city of Lasia. Since much time had passed and the voyage was now dangerous because even the fast was already over, Paul advised them, saying, Sirs, I perceive that the voyage will be with injury and much loss, not only of the cargo and the ship, but also of our lives. But the centurion paid more attention to the pilot and to the owner of the ship than to what Paul said. And because the harbor was not suitable to spend the winter in, the majority decided to put out to sea from there on the chance that somehow they could reach Phoenix, a harbor of Crete facing both southwest and northwest and spend the winter there. So the, the, this is the time that Paul was sent to Rome as he pleaded before Festus to be sent to Rome. After two years of imprisonment at Caesarea and Maritima, Festus, the new governor, ordered Julius, the centurion, to bring Paul, among others, to Rome. So they were traveling from Caesarea Maritima to Rome. And in this travel, it could be much easier if they traveled by land, but it was faster to travel by sea. But the sea was so unpredictable, so it depends upon the weather conditions. On their first leg of their journey, they experienced contrary winds that forced them to detour around Cyprus. Now they've been pushed farther south than the west to the southern shore of Crete. They find mooring in fair havens just past Lasia. Lasia had a good sheltered port where the ships could be moored during the winter storms. They felt that the harbor at fair havens where they were already was not safe for them. And then further on, Phoenix, which was already part of Creek, was a good place also that it will um, stay for winter. So 
Paul wanted to stay where they were at, at fair havens anyway. But the owner of the ship and the shipmaster or the pilot wanted to go on to Phoenix, which was already part of Crete. Now, we mention all these places because the Bible is a historical book. So these places are real. We can trace these places in that part of Cyprus and Crete, and they are existing even right now. Paul advised the pilot and the boat owner to stay foot. His reason is that it was too risky. The tense of the Greek word translated advised, quote, quote unquote, is imperfect, implying that it was an ongoing urging to them. So Paul really was urging them to stay. Naturally, it would be appropriate to subscribe to the shipmaster's decision in such situation. But why did Paul urge them? Did Paul receive the Holy Spirit's warning or he was relying on extensive and travel experiences in the past? Perhaps because he was, he was uh, told by the, the Spirit or it was just because of his experiences in the past having been shipwrecked a few times. He later specified that God spoke to him in Acts 27 verse 23. And just a note, Paul's resume as a traveler included three shipwrecks, as he wrote that in 2 Corinthians 11, verse 25. So particularly this situation, it was just like the gut feeling of Paul that it was safer for them to stay than to go on. But actually, as we moved on further in reading this chapter, he was proven right because they have experienced shipwreck. The centurion sided with the owner. He did not listen to Paul at the beginning. So they went on. Why should the centurion listen to a prisoner more than the trained pilot and owner? But later, the centurion had learned to trust Paul. In Acts 27, 30 to 32, 20, uh, 30 to 32 and 42 to 43. Now, what can we learn from this narrative in this story? This is not just a story for us to learn geography, that we can learn what happened to Paul, even in this difficult travel. It is part of the Word of God, and we have lessons to learn spiritually. I believe that in difficult situations, we can reflect that we should be wise in dealing with our superiors and even for those who are in authorities, should we not? In our workplaces, in our offices, we have bosses, we have authorities. And in difficult decisions, in difficult situations, we must be very careful. We should be wise to use our common sense and wisdom in suggesting to them, in offering to them our opinions and our ideas. Paul had discerned the will of God. Paul had been told by the Spirit, yet he did not shove over and force his suggestion to the centurion or to the owner of the ship or to the shipmaster. So in similar ways, we can suggest, but whatever our authorities decide, we must be all out in obeying their decisions. We must be subject to them. 
So Paul was urging them. Paul was persuasive to them, or Paul was really, um, really insistent in urging them to listen to him. Yet, at the end of the, the day, it was the centurion's decision that they followed together with the shipmaster and the owner. So we must learn from this experience of Paul to be subservient, submissive, and yielded to our authorities. He was just a prisoner, and he abides to the decision of his authority, the centurion. In similar ways, we could be like him in many instances, and we must be willing to submit, to yield. It's not because they don't listen to us or they don't take our suggestions and opinions that they are against us. What can we expect from people who, who are not believers? We must not expect so much from them. We must understand them. But because we know that we are trying to, to live and to follow the will of God, nothing will happen in our lives which is not part and parcel of His ultimate and overall plan in our lives. Remember, we always believe Romans 8.28, don't we? That everything works together for good to us who love God. So even in situations like this, Paul looked at the situations as very risky and dangerous to proceed in their journey. He was urging the owner, the, the centurion, shipmaster, but to no avail. The majority wins. But actually, God allowed it to happen for a reason, and Paul had no qualms about quarreling about their decision. He was willing to submit to their decision, believing that that is the best and the most appropriate reaction or responsibility we will have, especially in situations like this. May we learn to live this principle today, even as we continue to relate with people who are above us, those who are in authorities. Let us be a good testimony to them. We pray. Let us pray now. In Jesus' name, we would like to commit today, Lord, that we will be able to live this principle. It's not easy, but you ask us, Lord, to be subject to our authorities. We pray, your Father, that you will continue to touch hearts of people around us. Lord, you want us to shine for them that we would be blameless, harmless, that we would shine as lights in this perverse and wicked generation. I pray that to my brethren, to my friends who are working in the offices right now, may you contain them by your grace and mercies, Lord. There are so many decisions to make. May it be that they will be able to, to live like Paul, wise and discerning, how to react, how to respond to um, the different opinions and suggestions in a way that you'll be honored, you'll be glorified. Thank you that we can learn these principles today, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mm -hmm.